Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, my wife just had me watch a show, Scrooge, Christmas Carol, whatever it was called. But yeah, you have the ghosts of Christmas past that come back and visit you. I felt like I was seeing ghosts on Tuesday night. A lot of bad memories came back. Oh boy, a lot of frustration, that's for sure. I'll try to start with the positives, though. College basketball, I do get to cash a ticket on Western Kentucky, plus the five and a half. They get the job done and win outright at Wright State. My coin flips work out. I cash in the NBA on the Lakers and the Mavericks over the 235 and a half. I cash in the Frozen Pond. The Flyers and the Predators stay under the six for me, so I get to cash that ticket. Now the bat. Well, first of all, the Twitter vote. Most of the day, Western Kentucky had the lead. Had that vote held, we would have had a winning day. Unfortunately, there was a late surge with UMass Lowell. They became the Twitter bet, and that didn't work out for us. But now let's get to the games that I lost. Three different levels of defeat on Tuesday night. Number one, I'm just going to call it right handicap, wrong result, and bad timing. I had North Carolina Central minus the five and a half at North Carolina A&T. The line dropped to four and a half on almost every site for most of the day on Tuesday. So there's the timing issue. Had I played it Tuesday morning, I would have been a winner. Instead, I played it Monday night, so I was a loser. So an old Division II basketball coach would always tell me this. Two things don't make it in life. Dogs that chase cars and teams that don't make free throws. I added a third to that list. I said gamblers that bet on teams that don't make free throws, and that was me on Tuesday night. North Carolina Central shot just 16 of 31 at the line. They hit just three of eight free throws in the final minute. I was up six with 15 seconds to go, got a defensive rebound. I was hoping they wouldn't foul, but they finally did with eight seconds to go. So North Carolina Central actually hits both free throws this time. They go up eight. I'm feeling good. North Carolina A&T was two for 20 shooting threes on the night. Uncontested layup, I win. Just don't hit the meaningless three. They hit the meaningless three. They don't have time to foul. They win the game by five. I lose my minus five and a half ticket. If they played the game again tomorrow, I would bet it the same again tomorrow. Like I said, I felt like it was the right handicap, wrong result, and we just need to practice free throw shooting. Level two of losing, I just bet a bad number. It was a bad bet. It was the wrong number. I laid 18 and a half with UMass Lowell. They had 17 offensive rebounds. They out-rebounded them by 24. But unfortunately, they turned it over nine more times than LIU. And LIU hit 12 more points from beyond the arc. End result, UMass Lowell wins the game by 13. They led by 17 at one point. So they teased me. But 18 and a half was just the wrong number the entire time. Just too dang many points, and I touched it when I shouldn't have. Then level three of losing, it was clueless. One of my worst bets of the year. I always tell myself not to overreact to injury news. I was reading all this stuff about three Golden Gophers likely out of the game that are typically in the starting lineup. I overreacted. I have faded IUPUI all season long. Why would I back them now? They didn't get any better. Yeah, just a terrible, terrible, terrible bet by me. 
I deserve to get my butt kicked, and I did. Should have never touched that game if I wasn't going to back Minnesota. The Gophers shot, what, 50% from three, 62.7% from the floor. I'm not even sure if IUPUI had five guys on the floor at times. It was just too easy for Minnesota. That was a clueless bet on my part. Absolutely embarrassing. So those are the three levels of defeat. Once again, right handicap, wrong result. Level two, I just bet a bad number, wrong number. And level three was absolutely clueless. So that's in the past. I'll shake it off. Three and four day, I lose some money. Could have been worse. I'm going to have an 0-7 day coming up here soon. I hope it's not today, but I do know that day is coming. So let's get to the card for Wednesday, and we start in college basketball. It's the first game off the board. Yeah, I want early action once again. This one tips at 11:15 Central for the annual Schoolhouse Mania game. It's Rice minus the 12 and a half against Incarnate Word. So I circled this game at 11 and a half. If it finishes at 12, I might have a meltdown tomorrow. Yeah, I should have got it in right away, but I got 12 and a half. So this bet is mostly based off of strength of schedule. Both teams are 3-6 and six on the season. Rice has played the 23rd toughest schedule in the country. Incarnate Word has played the 302nd toughest schedule. Rice most recently lost 75-39 to at number 3 Houston last time out. All six losses have been by double digits for the Owls. However, they did beat UT Martin by 20 for their best win of the season. Both teams have played at Texas. Rice lost by 16. Incarnate Word lost by 32. The Cardinals of Incarnate Word have dropped four consecutive basketball games by margins of 10, 2, 14, and 1. So on paper, they actually score more. They shoot better. They rebound better. But I go back to strength of schedule. This will be the 10th schoolhouse mania game. 4,000-plus students are expected to be on hand. Rice is 9-0 in these games with an average 19.7 margin of victory, including a 30-point win over Incarnate Word in 2021. So I'm going to lay another big number and hope for the best here. Give me the Owls of Rice, minus the 12.5 at home. Next up on the card, it's North Alabama, minus the 6.5 at Charleston Southern. So the Buccaneers of Charleston Southern are 3-5 and five in the season. They beat South Carolina State by two after their head coach of 19 years had stepped down last time out. The Buccaneers were picked eighth in the Big South this year. They currently rank 348th in the country, but they are 3-1 and one at home. The Lions of North Alabama are 5-5 five and five on the season. They're picked seventh in the Atlantic Sun this year. They rank 231st in the country, but they're 0-4 on the road. One of those losses was in overtime at Kansas State by one. They also lost in double overtime at UT Martin. And last out, they lost to Moorhead State by nine as a small favorite. So the Lions average over 80 points per game, playing a much tougher schedule. So I'm going to lay the six and a half on the road with North Alabama at Charleston Southern. Next up on the card for you, It's Louisville, minus the three and a half against Arkansas. So after a four and 28 season last year, Louisville has at least been competitive this season in the early going at four and five. Chattanooga is the only team to beat them by double digits this year. They lost to Texas by one, eight to Indiana, 
and seven-point road losses at Virginia Tech and DePaul. Three of the four wins have been ugly. I won't deny that. The Yum Center, though, still draws over 10,000 fans per game. The Cardinals are 4-1 and one at home this season. They average 11 offensive rebounds per game, so that's good. And Sky Clark, well, he appears to be a legit scorer for Louisville. The Red Wolves of Arkansas State are 3-7. and seven. They're picked ninth this year in the Sunbelt Conference. They're coming in, though, with confidence after a nice 19-point win over UAB, who ranks ahead of Louisville in the computer numbers. But I'm not going to give up on the Cardinals quite yet. I expect them to rebound with a strong effort tonight off the loss at DePaul. So give me Louisville at home, minus the three and a half over Arkansas State. Next up on the card, it's Louisiana, minus the three and a half against Eastern Kentucky. The Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana were picked fifth this year in the Sun Belt. They're five and four on the season. Back-to-back losses, though, to Sanford by 23, Louisiana Tech by five. Louisiana's played a top 100 schedule, so that's a good thing. They average 79 points per game. They shoot 47.4% from the floor, and they do have an excellent score in Kobe Julian, who's averaging more than 20 points per game. Eastern Kentucky is the preseason favorite in the Atlantic Sun. They're 4-4 four and four on the season, playing the 268th-ranked schedule. They do have a one-point win over Troy. They're picked eighth in the Sun Belt Conference. Other than that, though, they've padded their stats against three non-Division One teams. The losses have been respectable, including a two-point loss at UC Greensboro. In D1 games, they average 73.8 points per game and give up 79.6. This one might be sweaty until the end, but I'm going to lay the three and a half with the Ragin' Cajuns at home over Eastern Kentucky. Next up on the card, we go to the coin flip bets. We start in the NBA. I selected the New York Knicks at the Utah Jazz. Total on this one is 227. Heads it is. I'm on the over 227 between the Knicks and the Jazz. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the Anaheim Ducks at the New York Islanders. Total in this one is six. Tails it is this time around. I'm on the under six between the Ducks and the Islanders. So let's recap my card for Wednesday. I'm ready for a bounce back day. It's been two straight losing days. I don't want it to become a trend here. So let's stop it at two and bounce back into the win column. Play number one, first game off the board. I'm on the Owls of Rice, minus the 12 and a half over Incarnate Word. I'm on North Alabama, minus the six and a half at Charleston Southern. I'm on Louisville, minus the three and a half against Arkansas State. I'm on Louisiana, minus the three and a half against Eastern Kentucky. In the NBA, I'm on the Knicks and the Jazz over the 227. Then on the Frozen Pond, I'm on the Ducks and the Islanders under the six. So that's my card for a Wednesday. I hope you all enjoy the games. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.